as a side note, I can also fly. So, what? Well, I'm, I'm a wizard. So. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I am your Dungeon Master Valiant slash Aaron, and I'm sitting around the table with the Forgotten Four. Guys, you're in for another adventure. Last time you solved a puzzle. We're going to start off today's session by you guys introducing your character's name, race, class, and you're going to answer the question, if your character had an autobiography, what would its title be? Boom, Renga. First, go. Oh, Lois goes first. Hello, I am Ranga the Moonlit, a high elf ranger gloomstalker rogue, and huh, the title of my, what is it? Autobiography. Autobiography. It's, you'll fucking love this. It's simply put, Ranga the Moon. Fucking app day. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that makes me want to read it. <laughs> and moon, Moonlit's written in the like fanciest fuck writing you've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> Big asks Alvin Swirls. Very nice. Morvan, you're up. I'm Morvan Othranus, a high elf wizard, uh, level six. Uh, his autobiography would be Tales of a Bookworm. Yeah, the W is like a worm. Yeah. <laughs> Baron Barnabas is a level six fighter Goliath. His autobiography would be Traveling with Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and an evil ass kid. Yeah. <laughs> How to kill evil kids and get away with it. <laughs> Uh, I am Gorgon Bort the Buckler. I'm a half orc barbarian, and my autobiography uh, would be called "I Should Have Aimed Higher." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm. All right, guys. When you first, when you last left off, you had found the ruin of where Little Bear's totem lies, and as you solved the puzzle, having quelled the guardians, finding one that was worthy in Morven Orthronus, you see appearing before you. A beautiful air genasi in a flowing white robe. You can see her light blue skin glistening in the white yellow light. As you look around, you can hear Braxton shuffling with Ren behind you all. You can see this woman that you recognize as Tamira, the air genasi you saw at the Sky Spire Tavern, the dry spell. She looks to all of you in this space, floating ethereally in front of you. You hear the words in Celestial, You are worthy as Morvan takes his hand off of the pillar, unaged, unaffected. The cracks within this area, having been created by the ruckus that occurred, still present, you hear a shifting of stone and rock. Morvan will uh, sort of glance around, somewhat surprised, bow his head slightly. You just hear from the back of you, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You look at Braxton, he's just like a gasp. As uh, Morvan bows his head slightly, he gives the finger behind his back to uh, where, it, where <laughs> he heard that noise come from. <laughs> he goes, uh, Archaic or Tamira? Tamira. As in, question of uh, Morvan, you are. She says, I'm known on this plane as Tamira, but to some I am called the Little Bear. So you lead people to the Archaic, or you are the Archaic? I can lead you to the answers that you seek. What you do with those is up to you afterwards. You have been deemed worthy. What can you tell us of Dalnak and ways to defeat him? 
that is a question that you must save for someone more wise than I. I am but a guide. I can take you to where you need to be. I cannot, however, interfere. Where will you take us? What is the path? You'll find the way through the ruin. And you watch as she gestures. And you watch as some rocks begin to slide downward to the left of all of you. And she says, The path has not been travelled by any mortal for generations. Tamira, uh, I've been keeping little Ren safe, as we agreed. She smiles and she says, a warrior's promise. He also has proven himself quite an adept young man. And he's, uh, he's growing up before, before Brax and the group's eyes. It may be time, though, for him to return. She looks to you curiously and says, this task was undertaken by Uranga. You should see it through to its end. One was said, the Archaic could help Ren find his home potentially. Yeah, I think Renga just had that moment where he's like, maybe we're getting a little over our head here. <laughs> As Braxton sort of said to him. I'll nod though and agree. Mm. She says, I feel the boy yet has a part to play in this story feel the influence of this group will weigh strongly on this boy's destiny there is more than meets the eye when you look upon him she looks at you Barnabas who's staring flatly at her is he evil? his path is yet to be determined we are but a product after all of our experiences Think of him more as an empty vessel. If you fill that vessel with poison, then it could result in death. But if you fill it with the nectar of the gods, then it could be the saviour to all. I don't trust him. Caution is wise. Caution is wise. A trait I hope he learns from you. I think we need to move forward and, and uh, start to figure this out one step at a time. You may all accompany Morven in his quest to the Archaic. However, the Archaic will only appear for him. He does not make it. Then your quest is over. Eduardus get deemed worthy. Is there a chance? If you are worthy, you may prove yourself to a little bear once more. Well, hopefully your plan on keeping me alive hasn't suddenly changed, guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two chances here. <laughs> so how long will this path be open? Is this uh, <clears throat> are we able to rest or do we need to keep pushing on? Remains open until you choose to take it. It will close behind you. Should we take a long rest and then I think so explore? before we go in, yeah. Uh, well, I guess we're going to take a long rest. Are you going to rest with us or will you just uh, show us the path? I will appear to you in your moments of need throughout your journey to the Archaic. I won't be far away. You're left. Ren looks around to you in the moment of silence and says, So I'm a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what she said? Uh, little Ren, you have a lot to learn. Yeah. You are. But I think it's not a bad thing for you to be surrounded by this particular motley crew. 
Seems like I better spend more time with Morvin. Seems to be the best of us. Mm-hmm. How about that? No, I agree. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not all evil. He's not all bad. <laughs> so, As judged by his friends. That's uh, intriguing that you, you mentioned that. Braxton says to you all, I'll watch above. And he leaves up the stairs where you guys came from to stand watch at the door. I say to young Ren, it's not about what power you have, it's what you do with it. Always try to remember what you're actually doing things for. With great power. That was great responsibility. <laughs> uh, you can only hope for great power, but if uh, everyone's attacking a, a worm hunter who is simply there, maybe it's not the right path to take. Someone's all fucking righteous. <laughs> Guess told he's the fucking thing. And then <laughs> it's, uh, Look, Morvin, this isn't what Jesus did. <laughs> Morvin has his dancing lights appear as a halo above his head. No. Just shut up and share your bread. <laughs> <laughs> the classic plot line in um, uh, movies or whatever they would watch in this time period. Plays. Plays. Mm. Where they try and show someone the, the way of good. And they end up fucking him up and turning him the way of shit. I think we should just uh, keep doing what we're doing because it is inherently good. And that way we don't accidentally turn him into a shithead. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I know. I hear everything you're saying. I'm aware, little this- one. I'm aware, little cup. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Camel Rider in the cup. Again, Brax can't hear you. He's still there, but still. That's all right. I'm sure Ren will pass on the word. Um, Rengar will be um, staring at his hands and he pulls out a, a mirror steel that he has in his backpack and you can see him moving it around his face and taking in his appearance as it is now that he has aged a further 80 years. And uh, To be fair, because of your elven heritage, if you look closely to your face, you can definitely see some weathering. You're still as spry as you, yeah, as you were, yeah. Eighty years to an elf being a blink of the eye. True, but he still feels there's now been eighty years of other things he could have done with eighty years that has been taken. He's probably more, as long as an elf's life is, thinking to himself that he, uh, he's lost eighty years of battle hardening or learning and adjusting, and he's just yeah having a having a moment to. Be Regather his thought. I think Ren notices that he moves over to you and like puts a hand on your knee and says, "It's okay. Just means you'll have to do twice as much in the time that you have." The good way to look at it, little Ren. Who's on watch first? Braxton at the top. Braxton appears um, to be. Yeah. Can I? Can we maybe have two people on watch? Given that we all have disadvantage <laughs> to try to balance out the rows, perhaps. I'll go talk to Brax. As you make your way up the stairs, you see Braxton standing at the top of them in the blustering wind. He's standing just inside and he hears your footsteps and you see him look over his shoulder and he says, Don't even fucking think about it. Yep, it's me. Hello. Why don't you watch them down there in case something comes out of the cracks? I don't feel like you're capable of uh, fighting off whatever would want to come in by yourself. You feel a rush of wind move by your ear. And you look and see an arrow sticking out of the wall and he says, Pretty sure I've got it covered. Pretty sure you missed. (laughs) (laughs) He says, The next one won't. Okay. He's just surveying the landscape. Roll a perception check. (laughs) Yep, uh, ten. 
So looking around, the sand is definitely blocking and obscuring a lot of your vision. You can see the general form of the dunes. But other than that, you do hear a clattering coming from the chamber below where your allies are sleeping. Almost like rocks are falling in that chamber. He watches Braxton looks behind as well and says, Did you hear that? I did. How long do you think we have until, uh, you know, this place starts to crumble? It's up for now. I would hazard a guess. I would probably say that I'm not a fucking dwarf or an architect. Yep. Go and check out the fucking noise. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good out here. How about you go check out the noise and I'll... How about we arm wrestle for it? All right. How about we, uh, how about we throw a javelin for it? I have these makeshift ones that is okay if I throw them away. If you throw it properly, maybe you won't break it. What are we attempting to hit? How about each other? Well, no, you missed. You've already done that. You proved that. Let's go with, like, uh, <laughs> let's, let's rock it. Let's throw it at the, uh, rock that's, there's a, there's a little spiky rock hanging out there. And, um, whoever hits that and, uh, is more accurate. Uh, the loser can go out and grab the spears. So you've got to make the, I don't know, 50 foot journey out there. And then we'll go back in. Deal. Done. He goes first. He grabs a javelin off of the top of your pack. He throws it. So he throws it. And as he does, he watches it probably lands within five feet of the chosen rock. You see it has a pretty perfect arc. Uh, he hefts up the weight a little bit and you can see as he throws it, it just sinks into the sand. He goes, not so bad. Uh, that is a 15. He watches your javelin lands two or so feet away from the rock inside of his. Yep. Don't be too long. Watch yep. your back. He doesn't <laughs> say anything to you. <laughs> yeah. He comes to you, hands you the javelins. As you go to take them, he holds them in his grip and he says, My brother, he likes you. Otherwise, he wouldn't keep you around. Yeah. You'll you'll come around, mate. You'll realize that... Uh, I got it. I mean that I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer. Use it to protect others. His quest, it'll be the death of him. He's obsessed. If I'm no longer around... Stop him from doing anything stupid. Of course. He walks in. I'll stay at the front. Eventually the time limit comes to an end. Well, I would probably wake up Rengar. <sighs> what do you want? Your I turn. was enjoying that rest. Well, you know what? Considering you've just wasted 80 years, <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd like to go away <laughs> another four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, uh, uh, it's affecting me a little bit. Touchy uh, subject. Oh, he gets goes to get up. <laughs> you hear a crack and a pop. You nah. let loose your bells. <laughs> uh, I feel better. He'll go up. As you walk up the stairs, you hear the unmistakable sound of small footfalls on stone. You turn around and you can immediately see Ren as if he is caught with his hand in the cookie jar. He looks towards you and you look towards him. He's heading towards the pillar. He stands up straight, puts his hands behind his back. What are you doing? 
I wanted to see if I was pure. Mm. I figure it's a win-win. See, if I touch it and I age, I get to drink like you guys, right? <laughs> Ring us. Um. You can swear whenever I like. <sighs> Don't have to be on the boat. <laughs> Is the pillar still glowing? Yeah, it still has oh, this low so hum. Okay. Yep. Look. Sometimes in life, it feels good to want to age quickly and be more. And sometimes it's best to just take the slow route. It's not everything in life is easy. But as I'm older, I'll be stronger. Can help you more. I see where you're coming from, but trust me when I say this. There's plenty of time for you to grow. And this isn't really for you. I can do it. It's not to say you can't do it. It's more to say that maybe take in the breeze, the stars, the birds, the lizards, the dragons, and just enjoy your time. You're not going to live forever, just remember that. And speeding up the process, well, it'll only shave more time off your living. Fine. He goes and sits back down. Him throwing stones into the crack in the floor. I'm not going to touch it, he says as you go up the stairs. Good, good. As you look around, your watch goes uneventfully. It seems nothing really makes its way through this area due to the harsh conditions of the desert. Your watch eventually comes to an end. You come down to see everybody awakening. The door there looming your destiny in front of you. Rango has, he'll have a moment. He'll be peering down and watching everyone wake up and the sun I'm imagining is getting at that point where it starts casting that sort of you know light across the group and across everything and he sort of looks down and has a quiet moment to himself sheathes his blades and walks gingerly down the steps your footsteps are heard in the quiet space Braxton follows and Ren does afterwards good morning peeps seem uh, well and truly refreshed Gorgon boy. I am refreshed I've had did uh, you have a win last night I did have a win spending time with Brax he's a lovely fellow you know you talk in your sleep yeah okay well it's not me talking uh, right but you say this as you begin walking down a narrowing corridor you start to hear the sounds of your feet on rock as the place is getting darker and darker you watch then as Braxton lights a torch 10 feet around you, illuminating. As you move downwards, you can see that there is dust all over the floor, finer than sand. It seems like this has been an untouched area for a very long time. Your footsteps leave footprints as you do make your way down. You open up into a large, expansive platform, like a plateau. And in front of you, you can see edifice in the cliff face in front of you. As Braxton lifts the torch to extend your vision, you see two large columns. And on either side, you can see engraved what looks like two figures similar to the ones that were guardian above. They are monumentous, 40 feet tall, standing weapons at the ready. You then look to see a massive stone doorway carved into the cliff face. Almost like that place is it in Jordan. Petra. Yep. As you look at this site, you can also begin to hear the sound of wind beginning to blow through this area. 
What would you like to do? Where on earth is that wind coming from? You don't oh. feel wind. You can hear it coming from Morven within the doorway. On the other side. I think it's uh, it's up to you now, mate. Uh, can Morven cast Dancing Lights, uh, light up this area a bit more, and just can we have, well, can Morven have a look around or anyone else that wants to uh, see any other like words engraved or any... Roll an investigation check. Everyone can if you want to. Morvin, as you look around, you can see engraved in the top as your dancing lights begin to meander above the doorframe. You can see what looks like a face, humanoid but featureless, and you can see a large circular orb on its forehead. So nod my chin above the door. Uh, show the guys. guess that's a archaic looking guy up there. It's no deity or that I would recognize or anything. No, it's no. not religious. Or, okay. It doesn't look that way to you. Okay. Uh, you hear behind you, Rengar. You hear Braxen behind you saying, It was just a dream. Don't worry about it, little one. And you watch as he's looking a little bit sheepish. He's holding his arm. And Braxen ferries him up the stairs as you begin walking up towards the door. As you get towards the door, you go to push it and it looks like it's going to be a group effort. So... One person can roll athletics with advantage for everybody. This sounds like a job for me. 25. Okay. So all together you heave. Barnabas getting the door first and the rest of you coming one by one in. Ren, last of all, starts pushing on the back of Barnabas's legs. Push little cup. Shut up. <laughs> you watch as the doors just slide open and as they do, you start to hear this gust of wind just come on through. The six of you enter, standing horizontally in a line. And as you do so, you are met with an expansive temple interior. Forgotten to time, this expansive room was once filled with clerics and worshippers of Idris the Sun God. This valiant deity bore gifts of inspiration, prophecy and abundance in a time gone by with all that remains is sand, dust, and bone. A monolithic iron platform sits in the room's center with ropes attached to each of its corners. They snake their way above into the ceiling of darkness. Above the pulley platform 40 feet, engraved into the northern cliff face, stands a platform a single door leading deeper into the depths of the unknown and forgotten space. Back on the ground level, as the Forgotten Four enter this historic hall, they notice to their left a series of stone pillars with openings set within them, the source of a billowing gale from beyond. To their right, a sheer crevasse, a drop into darkness, the only source of escape, seeming to be a hallway suspended and separated from the party by a 150-foot span. An old bridge or staircase, now crumbled, seems to have been the only way to escape. Can Morven um, go inspect this rope pulley system, see if it's survived the generations that it's been since? Is that last year's? Investigation. What are the uh, rest of you doing? Yeah, Rengar would might uh, beckon Renna over and um, and say, I'm going to go and check for some traps and come along, Ren. Let's uh, let's have a look. 
Okay. He's a little bit off. Mm, yeah. He moves over with you. So straight ahead of you, you can see the this elevator-like device that Morvin is currently investigating. Yep. There is a raised platform next to that, mm-hmm. which is probably about 10 foot tall. And then about 40 to 50 feet up above that on another level, you can see what looks like a, mm. a platform. And yep. it leads into another door that's directly ahead of you into whatever's through there. Um, there's no way to uh, to climb up if um, uh, if we can't get the elevator going. You, you can try if you want to. I think, uh, yeah, Brax, come give us a hand. Uh, let's I'll try and climb this while they're figuring out the rope system. You got it, buddy. You watch as he moves over to the side with you. And you watch as he does that thing ready to give you a boost. All right. You sure you don't want to try your javelin skill? That doorway. Yep. Good idea. He lifts you up. Uh, roll an athletics check. 20. All right. So as you do, you can grip the 21. wall. And as you grip the wall, you begin to climb. And then you watch as the rocks that you are holding onto begin to fragilely fall away, making this surface shale-like and almost unclimbable. You slide down it and land right next to Braxton. And he says to you, it looks too weak to climb. We may have to find another way. Yep. Another way it is. What do you got in mind? I'm going to go look at that window. And you look as, as he's looking towards the left where the wind is brushing through uh, the gaps within the rock. It, it seems to be... Is it just a slit going straight yeah, up? Yeah, there's multiple. There seems to be multiple naturally formed slits where the wind is just buffeting through at a pretty intense velocity. Like he gets to it and his hair is like he's in a wind tunnel. Uh, your investigation check, Morvan, on the pulley? 17. So as you look at it, you can see it seems to be fully intact. The mechanism at the top seems to be a set of wheels and gear. Brings its way down to the rope that seems to be resting on the top. And you do see it attached to what looks like a lever or something on the other side of the the wall that uh, Gorgonport just attempted to climb. So it, uh, the rope and mechanisms all look serves? As you look towards it as well, this seems to have been purposed to supply whatever is above with whatever had come through, whether it be food supply, water supply, whatever, it used to lift it up onto the next level above. So again, it looks like it could take everyone's weight. We don't have to saw one Definitely. view, one yep. at a time do it. Yeah, um, the rope is extremely thick. It's like as thick as your leg. Is the <clears throat> is that um, handle, is that on the platform or does someone have to stand at the bottom? It looks like that. it needs to be manually operated. While you're on it or when you're... Um, like- it's too far away to be used while you're on it. Okay. So it looks like if it was used in the past by people, it was a multiple person affair where they would ferry the things onto the device, hoik them up and then have them shifted off whether there was people on it or not. You're not sure. How far away is that crank to the door? Say, that we uh, it's on to? the bottom of the, the wall. The wall is about 40 feet up. It's at that moment you will feel and hear the wind stop. You look towards Braxton and he says, I... I found a lever. Open and close. You watch as he opens it and he's just like, over the wind, he's like, open. Close. See? Can we use that for something? It's a window. And this is at that point we cut to Rengar. As you maneuver your way over to the gap, you look immediately downwards and you can see you cannot see the bottom. It seems to have crumbled into a massive crevice. You look above about 150 feet up. The walls of the temple seem to extend and you can see that doorway aloft. And little Ren says to you, don't suppose any of us can fly. I noticed that uh, Braxton mentioned something about a dream. Care to let me know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel weird in this place. I didn't sleep too well. What of the dream? It was just laughing. Two green shining eyes wouldn't leave me alone. Did you? Two eyes in darkness. I've had them before. 
but never this bad. It's almost like it's getting worse. Weren't we supposed to be looking for traps? Yeah. Yeah. You see the doorway over the other side and you can see that there are torches de-illuminated, but they seem to be lining the wall going up that way. And you also see the top of banisters, like stairs used to come all the way down to where you are standing, but they're completely broken away. I am going to cast Detect Magic. Uh, As you ping your wand, this area doesn't appear to be magic in the 30 feet that's surrounding you. You also don't pick up any sort of false pathway or invisible pathway. Okay. So do we have two paths forward is what we're saying or just the one because the one to the right is blocked off? So what it looks like. There are two pathways. You're not sure what's ahead of you up the 40 foot uh, expanse in front of the elevator but you do see to the uh, right of you, sorry, that pathway that leads up. Both seem to be a viable option. Yeah. Should uh, Ali go for a squiz? Yeah, I also think that, you know, that Braxton worked it out, you know, closed the vents so that we don't get blown around on that lifting mechanism and then we can safely get our way up to the next platform. Does that, uh, the lifting mechanism, does it have the rope on there and it's just jammed up? Or there is no rope there, on it. No, there is a rope attached to it and there is a crank on the other side. No one's tried to operate it yet, but Morvin has determined that it seems to be fully intact. Ah, all right. We can all jump on this platform. Someone's going to crank it and we'll end up up at one of the two doors in short, which is unfortunately more than 40 feet away. Otherwise, I'd actually find a useful mage hand. As a side note, I can also fly, so. What? Well, I'm, I'm a wizard, so. Uh, you should fly. Over. When? Yeah. You should. Uh, when, well, you I mean, should. when did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's a third level spell and I last 10 minutes. Admittedly, I can make any of you fly, but I can well, only do one you're of doing you. A, you're, <laughs> like, well, you're doing the. just like Braxton looks at you and goes, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So you're telling me that this whole time you could have just made one of us fly when you want. As in, while well, you guys have all been looking at this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you're doing the lever. <laughs> I are was going to sure? be like, "Are you sure that that person up there said worthy and not wanker?" <laughs> you guys. Well, I just wanted to explore my options. <laughs> if uh, we can climb, it's you not some option. Frank's <laughs> <laughs> is like eyes oh, pinging. Get. I'm standing on the elevator, and he stands there, and you can see him seething. You watch his red moves over to him, and just like strokes his back. He's just like, "It's okay. It's fine." Sometimes people forget to say things. I get on the elevator and I stand next to Brax and I say, uh, we do found something else in common. He's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say, um, perhaps the person with the lowest strength shouldn't be cranking a lever, but uh, hey, you guys do you. Yeah, yeah. you can fly. No, but, make but me I, can make, I can make any of you yeah, fly. Make, make me fly and I'll do the lever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, let me just... If we're tossing up who's able to fly, I'll, I will put my hand up. What's your... How strong are you, Ren? I'm happy to make you fly, but uh, I'm just I'm uh, I'm I'm stronger than I look. You'll be able to crank. You're of course. Roll an inside check. Inside check. <laughs> <laughs> if I can always make you fly another time when our lives aren't in fourteen. He is fibbing hard. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to fly. Damn it. Tell you what. Um, this evening, if I still can, I'll let you fly for the full ten minutes. He points his finger directly into your nose and he says, you swear. If I can, I will make you fly. Swear on your owl. Swear on, swear on owl, eh? 
10 minutes tonight. <laughs> if I have a spell slot and I can still actually do ah, it. Ah, no, you save one for me. Uh, you made a deal. No, no, it was definitely if I can. You <laughs> definitely <laughs> said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I didn't realize I was traveling with such a liar. Uh, <laughs> Morven's feeling so unworthy at the moment. <laughs> I was, was going to be like, this, this might be one of his turning points. <laughs> this is a tick to the bad side. You better make him fly. It's uh, at that moment. Um, you all get onto the so, elevator. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing more. Well, I think of light, light thoughts. I picture a trunk holding a feather. And he sings softly to me. And I can show you the world. <laughs> Shining, <laughs> shimmering, splendid. He gets behind you and does the Titanic. So yeah, I, uh, Morvan jumps onto the platform. Um, Everyone get on. I'm not wasting my flight time. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll a athletics check, please, Barnabas. As everybody jumps onto the elevator. With advantage? <laughs> no advantage. 13. 13? That's yeah. plenty. So you begin cranking, and as you do, it gets hard as the uh, elevator begins to lift, and the hardest part is initially getting it to move because it's just so caked over from the time that it's spent here. And eventually, you do lift it up, and you watch as Braxton gets a little bit frightened as he does so. He holds the side, and he actually holds onto Gorgonbort's shoulder, and then he looks and realizes what he's doing, so he lets go for a minute, and he just, like, stiffens up. As the elevator gets all the way to the top, you guys walk off and you can see this metallic stone wooden elevator just sort of swinging aloft there upon the rope. What do you do, Barnabas? Fly over to this gap that the, uh, Rengar was looking at before and have a look at that doorway and then fly back to him. Roll an acrobatics check. 13. All right, so you're a little shaky on the start, mm. but you eventually just like propel yourself forward like your breast stroking through yes. the air. Eventually, <laughs> fucking you knucklehead get, trout again. <laughs> you do a little dolphin dive. Uh, you get to the other side and you do a small, like the slowest somersault ever, and your feet gently touch down on the other side on the doorway to the right across the 150 foot gap. Meanwhile, your allies all stand, and you watch then as Ren and Braxton simultaneously together give you a golf clap. <laughs> as long as they're not looking frightened, that's something I can't see, so I'll have a look at the door. All right, so as you look down the pathway, you can see that there are deilluminated torches all the way down and you can see a stairwell that goes pretty much straight uh, and then banks upward a tiny bit. It goes just straight up until it's out of view. How far down is that? Is it, is it well lit? Feet until the rise. How, what, how well lit is that rise? Can I see down? No, it's dark. Okay. So as soon as you're actually time. kind of in the dark at the moment, you yeah. ventured away from the torch that Braxton had been holding. Yeah. So you can't really see sort of where you are. Alright, I'll fly back then. You eventually go backwards. What would you guys be doing as he's flying over? Is that uh, one pinging anything at this level? No. No. So there's no other uh, access, egress over to that platform from the top level? Doesn't look like it. As you move as far right as you can, it seems to have also been broken off and 150 foot away is the gap that Barnabas landed on. He watches Braxton goes and moves towards the door and he holds the pieces of wood and he just breaks it off and it crumbles. His hand, he says, it's so old. A kid could break through this. And he watches without a cue. He just goes, yeah, and kicks his foot through it. And he's just like stuck there for a minute. He goes, yeah. Well, he was right. I could. I, I push the door while his leg's stuck and just kind of make it. Yeah, he, he, he just kind of swing, hey, hey, yeah, swings into the room. Yeah. Um, and as you open the door, you can see it is a 10 by 10 room. that seems to be unlit, but the torchlight illuminates for you. And there are crates pretty much top to bottom. So this is a storage room. I want to knock on the crates. Are they, they sound empty, full? They? they sound full. All right. 
Uh, Ren, you want to kick one of those crates? Um, you first. Okay. I'm impressionable, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Rengar wants to go and have a look in for traps too, like in that uh, area. Investigation check. Please. And there is no magic pinging in any of these crates. I'm going to carefully kick the, the slat of the of a crate, like to, just try and break one slat to okay. get in. So as you look at these crates, Rengar, you sort of look at them top to bottom. They seem to be pretty generic, and some of them are old to the point that they're crumbling. As you kick one of the crates open... Gorgon board, you can see this this dust begin to fall out. And you probably know from looking at it, Rengar, that it's like old grain. It just seems to have detritus itself over time. Yeah. No, right. no vases or any other sort of stuff in there, just literally crates. Can we go on? And you can see some vases, or not really vases, they're like clay uh, tubes and you can see as you open them, they seem to have water in them, but it seems to have been still for so long that it, it exudes that still odour. Question on flying. Can someone carry someone else while flying? Because mm-hmm. this last 10 minutes. Yep, so we get buried. Over. And uh, thankfully, we were cast on the strongest yeah. person, not the yeah. weakest. Yep. <laughs> Shall we make a move? I can always cast it again, so I don't have to cut too fine. But Barnabas, can we start being ferried over, please? Yeah, yeah. Morvan. Take Morvan first. I'll take two. Oh, can you take Great two? Shit. Can you take two? Yeah, take Morvan and Ren. Oh, it depends who. Morvan and Ren, you could take both right, of them. Morvan and Everybody Ren. else, I'd say. And once we trip. get over, I'll just recast it on you so that we're not cutting it fine. I'm breaking every single box I can see while they're doing that. <laughs> All right, video game style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you find 17 gold pieces. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, as you begin breaking those, Barnabas, you begin ferrying Morvan over and you watch as Ren also comes and looks at you and says, am I coming too? Only if you hold on to Morvan. Come on, man. You watch as he goes and grabs Morvan. And you hear Morvan under his breath. Ren says, a fucking jerk. <laughs> At that, you begin flying. You eventually touch down on the other side. Morvan and Ren staying there. And you watch as he's, he's kind of looking down the whole way as Barnabas begins to fly back. Could you take next? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Gorgs. All right. You ferry him over, no issues. Make your way back. Braxton goes over, leaving Rengar there. And then as you're about to leave, Braxton says, wouldn't it be funny if we just kept going? <laughs> okay, everybody, it's time to venture on the quest. We'll see you later, Rengar. You watch the moves his way down. Let's leave the old elf behind. Yes, I don't think they have wheelchair access up here. <laughs> <laughs> I see a set of stairs. Oh, you better go and get him. You eventually do go and get him. As you bring Rengar over, Ren starts to move over to the, the wall on the opposite side and he sort of holds it. You notice he's looking like visibly distressed. He straightens himself up when Rengar gets there and he says, Ren, we're about to go somewhere dangerous. Can we make sure our heads are on? What's going on, man? You're distracted. I'm going to be good. I'm just feeling nauseous. Uh My belly. What's, uh, as in you you feel like you're going to be ill or you're having bad thoughts or what's the... All of it. Yeah, I just keep seeing green eyes in my head. They won't go away. Like right now, when you're awake? Like as if it's right here. Points to near his face. Yeah. Delnak has blue eyes. Like yeah, deep blue. blue yeah, eyes. definitely blue. When he casts spells, though, they're green. Right. Mm. Um, they flash arcane and green. So where would Ren have seen Delnak die? Well, we don't know his past and near the sea. You said the tech, mate. Does Ren have any magical items on him? He doesn't, but is he registers as a magical essence. He does. Yeah, that's right. No, he, yeah. Sometimes it says 
closer. Braxton says, it's just a dream. We'll be fine. It's uh, not just a dream. He's still having him while he's awake. Yeah, um, that's not a dream, little brother. When's the last time you heard it say closer? Right now. As in, now that we're, now that we're walking through this area, is it... Uh, right now. So... You watch as he holds his ears. Message in the stars actually wanted to kill him, and he wanted to kill me for my link to Delnak. Mm-hmm. So maybe here's a link that can't be thrown away. Darnak is those eyes that you're seeing and that you have a link. He's had links to other people before, myself included. You don't need to worry about that fact. It's just there's a link somehow that we're not sure how to break. I think you need to tell us every single time he says closer. I'll carry him. We need to find the archaic. If it's too... If it comes too much for you, Ren, we can leave you here with Braxton um, and we'll come for you on the way out. What if we're carrying a bit of Dalnak, the archaic? Uh, that's what Morvin's thinking yeah. as well, that uh, Dalnak may appear all along. I'm with you. Let's just get rid of him now. We're not going to launch him off the side. We don't have too much choice. we got to keep pushing forward. All right, you begin walking with the lights. You make that 30-foot journey and you watch as the stairs begin moving upwards. It was a narrow staircase, but it begins to widen. And as it widens, it comes out into a steady plateau. At the end of this plateau, you can see uh, a circular platform that seems to be attached to a long straight path. All around the sides of it seems to be completely void, like a cavern. You can see the walls of the cavern around in a circular fashion. And as you begin walking through, the top of the cavern and the bottom of the cavern seem absolutely endless you begin walking through it's echoing through here every step your breath even seems to echo you hear Ren say now it's happening now as you begin walking through and his voice echoes he says now it's happening now you watch as this purple essence begins to swirl at the end of this platform you see Tamira standing there she says pathway forward You'll see the archaic. Tamira, what can you tell us of Ren and the this connection to Dalnak? I can tell you that a warrior's promise was made. And it shall be upheld. It's my journey forward and Rengar can stay behind with Ren if need be. But what can you tell me of Ren and his past? This boy has no past, but he has a future. This boy was not birthed. He was made. Why? He shares a link with Delnak because he was made by Delnak. Yes. We'll unsheath both daggers and grab Ren. Whoa, what are, you, what are you doing? Let me go. He watches Tamira, looks at you, Rangar, and says, An oath has been made. You and only go. one may break it. He looks to Ren. What does Ren's eyes look like when he looks down at Ren? Fearful. Braxton moves over to you, Rangar. Grabs you by the collar with one hand and says, What are you doing, brother? This is not the time for this conversation. This is exactly the time for this conversation. What are you doing with this boy? You need to step back from me now. You need to drop your blades. Here's a boy. The woman said he was a cup. He was a vessel. He 
you can see he's like feverish and you can see like a tear starting to form in his eye. He says, this boy, Delnak wasn't, he's a child, he can be molded. Delnak is a product of his situation, of his environment, of the people who treated him the way that they did. This boy may have been created by Delnak, but he is not Delnak. I will not let you kill him. Because if you kill him, you will go too far. You will lose all empathy as I have seen you slipping through the years. You kill without remorse. Your lifespan is so long. You've lost all sense of... Your humanity. That which has been born, has not been born, cannot be killed. Danak wants a path to the archaic. I don't want to see that happen, but... Braxton says, he's not a construct, he's a boy. And you watch as Tamira says to you, the memories that we have of this boy in the Sky Spire were placed there by him. By who? You just hear a voice coming from Ren, but his mouth doesn't move. And it says, by me. Been Delnak all along. He's just, his other, he's just riding along with us again. You watch as this green ethereal mist begins to swirl around Ren, immediately falls limp in your arms. This green ethereal form of Delnak begins to appear in front of you, being held by you. He turns around, so he's facing you, a foot away, Rengar. He removes his hood and he says, How many times will I trick you, Rengar, son of Redalia? And within his arcane body, you can see the floating visage of Ren just hovering inside of him. Unconscious. I cannot let you find out how to best me. My secrets are mine. Is this hypocrisy down there? You dislike people stopping knowledge being shared? Is this not what you're doing? You're quite correct. But the knowledge that I will gain from this archaic, I will do with more than what you ever could. So if it's a matter of finding the information and giving it to the right source, I'll be the one to hear its words. I will change history for the better. But you can't. You're not worthy. I've passed the little bear's totem because of you. You are here as I am. It doesn't mean little bear will talk to you. Morvin will talk to this creature and ask a question of my choosing. Or you will all die. Morvin won't do that. Morvin can speak for himself. See, it's a win-win for me because if he does not, I kill you all. And that is five less thorns in my side to stop me from my grander plan. I have used this time wisely. It must irk you, Rengar. Duped twice by the same man. Oh, it fills me with so much joy. Now you try so hard and fall so far. Uh, Tamir is standing behind, flatly gazing upon the situation. Yeah, she doesn't really interject at all. She's just 
purely a guide, mm-hmm. so to speak. The arcane force does seem to be being exuded from Ren, however. Braxton is standing next to Rengar. Release the boy. Release him now. He's not your property any longer. And you watch as Delnak says, Oh. Oh, hello, Braxton. The younger, less intelligent brother of Rengar. The grip tightens from Rengar on this, and the daggers are, like, pointedly in the vitals of Ren. He says, This boy was always mine. I made him. Or at least he is a version of me. You might recall in my laboratory, the spirit bound home. Many failed tests, many vessels for my spirit to reside in. He is but one. So he has other vessels. He will kill Ren. As your daggers sink deep into the green form of Delnak, laughter fills the cavern. You hear the shriek of Ren. He opens his eyes and he looks to you. It will be okay. He watches, he coughs. He reaches out a hand and touches your wrist as he dies. You look then as Braxton looks towards you begins to walk out and the green ethereal form vanishes Rengar's still holding Ren he's lifeless in your arms Tamira stands and says the boy's soul the soul that was Delnak He's gone. Do you know any means to bring the boy back? He needs his cup to be filled. Braxton stops, turns, walks to you. Rengar looks at Tamir and says, I will do it. I'll give the boy whatever essence I have in me. Which is Tamir stands... She looks at Braxton and says, It was not your oath to be fulfilled. But with his permission, you may take it on. He watches Braxton, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, It's okay. It's alright, brother. You must treat this boy must protect him. It will bring you back to the light. You will live a thousand lifetimes through him. You'll feel things you never have. You want to leave a mark on this world. You want your name remembered. No one will remember it more fondly than him. Will the boy be the boy, or will the boy be Braxton? I'm... This is not a magic I've ever seen before. If I'm to fill this vessel, the essence that takes upon it will... will form a life of its own. 
it seems that the arcana will be... Well, it will be molded. He may not be like either. He may exhibit some traits. Your brother. And some of Ren. He may be somebody completely different. But he will live. Why do you want this, little brother? Why would you like to give your life now for the boys? He takes a step back, looks to you and smiles, holds open his arms and he says, People like us, brother, we, we live this life. We adventure until our dying day. You have to find something worthy of dying for. You've found yours. This might be mine. It's not a question of might right now, is it? If I was to choose this cause or to die an old man in my bed, I would pick this a thousand times. It is my choice. Ringo, he just, he's nodding because he, he knows how hard a life it is and think he feels that if it's truly what his brother wants to do then he's never been one to stop him from doing it before and he will give his blessing for this to happen if that's what Braxton wants to do as if unspoken Tamiri's arms up rolls his shoulders looks to you Rengar and he says Tell father I did my best. You did more than your best. Amira touches his chest as his form begins to glow golden. You watch as the outline of his body begins to blur. That outline slowly turns to you, Rengar, and his eyes soften. And you watch as that form condenses into a small orb. Samira floats that down into the boy. As he glows golden under her palm in your arms, he watches his eyes open. Braxton seems to be gone from the room. That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of the Forgotten Four. Guys, it is with great pleasure that I announce our patron of the week, is none other than Tom Wood. Thank you so much for supporting the show in your financial contributions. It goes a long way in creating extra content for everyone to enjoy. Coming up this month, we have two extra episodes of Tales from the Tap Room, where me and some special guests go around and talk about some of the past episodes of D&D Valiant Odyssey, as well as some pop culture stuff. And we also have the very first episode of Path of the Wild dropping this month, for you to enjoy that is a separate spin-off adventure set in the world of DD valiant odyssey featuring some familiar characters and some that you haven't met yet so if you are interested in hearing more from the people that brought you this amazing podcast please don't hesitate to go over to our patreon show notes below for that link and become a patron today guys if you want to support us in a different way A review on Apple iTunes never goes astray. We read them all. We thank you so much for all of the input and all of the voices. Our listeners are very special to us and we thank each and every one of you for taking the time to tune into our little stories each week. 
That's all from me this week, guys. And as always, be valiant.